This never happened to the other fellow. The League versus On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I'm Matt Durst. And I'm Director John Peter Hunt. Genealogist Hillary Bray. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll have to... Bray Inferno. Bray Inferno. Bray Inferno. Oh, that's a good one. We'll have to dub in your when you, when you say that with another guy. Just yeah, like they did. The... John Hunt will uh, do it. <laughs> John Peter Hunt. <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I, 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 is this lounging through Lazenby? I don't know what our thing. We were bounding through Brosnan. L A Z Y. L A Z Y. Just bounding through Because this is a. Um, I don't think he gets it. I don't think that as cool as I think he is, he doesn't get his own hashtag. He's just gonna be have to be bounding through Bond. Just gonna have to be, be in that umbrella. Not not gorging on George. Oh, well, there you go. It's literally one thing, so it's not much of a gorging, but yeah. Unless I mean, you I include becoming some... Bond as as part of supplemental. And if you um, count every other role he had after this, where he plays a James Bond like character, but not James Bond. <laughs> JB in <laughs> Get Smart. And actually, it's funny. Um, I, I like those Kingsman movies, the Mark Miller ones. That that he he gets a dog. And he names it JB, and then they they do a series of joke where like there's James Bond, and there's Jack Bauer, <laughs> and like there's all these other JBs. Which yeah, like which JB is it? Is it? He names the dog after. Bauer? He names the dog after Jack Bauer. <laughs> Name the dog, Indiana. <laughs> Name the dog, Jack Bauer. It's kind of funny because he 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 after doing James Bond, like this one movie, his agent and he sort of agreed like that the the franchise was going downhill uh, and just Bond was do, dead. Yeah. Easy Rider was in, right? Yeah, get, getting into some hippie shit. They're like the new yeah, like the new like martial arts movies. Freedom is not gonna... the dragon episode from last week. Yeah, which we said in that episode to go forward and listen to this one. Yeah, because it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. It's crazy. Sally and now Ford. we're doing it. So I'm anyways. Sally Ford. <laughs> but yeah, but then he went and did all these sort of James Bond wannabes afterwards. Very, very, very weird. But like too young to die or whatever that was. Did you watch that on a bad movie night with us? The I don't think so. Oh, it's so good. Where it's like Gene Simmons as a. A uh, uh, tr- uh, evil transsexual and captures George Lazenby and John Stamos, his son, who's a gymnast, <laughs> has to go rescue him. <laughs> Never See, too young to die, I think. That, is the one. What is it called? Never too young to die. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really, I mean, it's good in a bad way. Of course, he and, plays and Drew Stargrove. When <laughs> it, it's, Lazenby said that he was like, I really probably should have done a second one. But uh, and then he said also that, you know, he wasn't really going to do a second one. And 
his agent like leaked it to the paper that he wasn't going to do a second one, and then the studio turned around and said that they fired him. So it was just like a big old nest. So everybody was like, "You're not doing the second one." Yeah, so, sort of a mutual. Thing. But I, it's weird. I like in that doc, the George Lazenby documentary is when they show the clip of him on Johnny Carson. And he's like, uh, and he says, I'm only doing this one. And then the whole audience laughs, thinking he's joking. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. But he wasn't even really an actor. So, like, I guess you can't, I mean, but they did offer him seven originally, right? The original contract. Yeah, that's a lot of movies to commit to, though. Even yeah. If I, if I wanted to do another one, I'd be like, seven is really kind of, that's a. Right. That's a big commitment. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting that a young actor of the age of 22 or 23 was offered the part, and he said that he was not, he didn't think he himself was yet quite old enough to play James Bond. And, and who was that young actor, my friend? Please tell James me. James Bond, Timothy Dalton. That's right. And he played him at 40, right? So he waited a long time before he... Yeah, because he was offered the role again uh, oh. after... Uh, I don't know when. I think it was around the time for Your Eyes Only or something. Interestingly enough, George Lazenby is the youngest actor to play James Bond at 29. Which uh, is another interesting thing, is people looked way older back then. I know. <laughs> right, right. You got I'm some like, city miles on you at 29. That's literally... Like... He doesn't look like an old man, but he does no. look like in his like, mid to late 30s. He doesn't look like he's supposed to be Sean Connery. Like, the same guy so i don't know we should talk about that for a minute because he he does make that he makes that comment at the breaks the the fourth wall yeah in the scene where he says this never happened to the other fellow when the woman runs away and he's there holding her shoes somebody said that's not that's like a cinderella reference like i don't think that that's what that is at all (laughs) he's totally he was always saying that on the set he'd be like you didn't make the other fellow do this you do this to the other fellow. Oh, and uh, so me, the director, Peter Hunt, said, hey, let's cap off the scene. Say that thing you always say. It's fine. It's funny. Who cares? It I matter. like it. I, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot funny. of people I saw on reviews and podcasts and whatnot complaining about that. And sure, it didn't happen a lot of breaking the fourth wall. Unless you count the original Casino Royale, <laughs> you know, but right. people don't tend to do the, that in big movies like this. And I think it kind of breaks attention a little bit um, as somebody that was a fan of this one. Uh, you know, it kind of is like, oh, everybody's expecting it to be, uh, you know, Sean Connery. And just that beginning scene, I really like that beginning scene. With, with the fight and everything, but also just how he's like creeping along in the car and he's kind of in silhouette and you see that it's definitely James Bond, but you just see him in silhouette and you don't really see like what's happening. Like I just, I really love shows like the prisoner and campy, like stuff like the Avengers from the sixties and Which that, those kinds of things. Yeah. Right. Starring Diana Reed. Of course. Yes. Of course. So I, I, in a campy sort of way, I kind of like that, that kind of like, that kind of sucked me in. I like that a lot. It speaks to your sensibilities. Yeah, I mean, it's, I it's funny. It's, it's I, uh, funny. I like, I like the, look, here's the thing about this movie, though. They really hit you over the head with, like, this is the same guy. This is still James Bond. It's not, because even the, you know, when the gun barrel comes opening and it, then it pauses there and says Albert R. Broccoli and, and Harry Saltzman presents, and then it keeps going, which is the same thing that they did in Dr. No. So it's like a call back to that. They even know? show the, 
but, and then like in the yeah. opening credits it's like oh. every clip from like yeah. every previous movie and then when he's like i resign and he's going through his desk and they would show like each gadget or uh, memento he <laughs> yeah. had, from him. and yeah. it would play the music from that movie behind it. And I was like, "Wow, you guys are really hitting us yeah. over the head with this." That like, was like that scene in the, the nose in the where, when he uh, when Brosnan visits Q, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this is still around, eh? This is your twenty yeah. fifth yes. watch, your twenty fifth, your twenty first watch, whatever." <laughs> And yeah, like the just George Lazenby Bond is actually in his own office, which I don't know if you see that all that often. He's like going through. He's like watch number yeah. one, watch number I think, two. I think watch. the only time they show Bond's office is in this one, and in uh, Die Another Day, and that's like virtual reality uh, office. And, and he's like, oh, Holly Berry's bikini. What's that doing in here? <laughs> Well, it is funny because they do, yeah, they try to, they want you to believe that this is the same guy, but at the same time that, like, this is a different Bond movie in a way, it doesn't make Well, you, I do want to point out that in early, in the early development of the movie, they were considering doing a whole thing that James Bond's too well known, we're going to give him plastic surgery to change his looks. That was, yeah. like, an idea they floated about. Thank God they didn't. Or, like, sort of the, I mean, we've talked about it before, but, like, have it be that James Bond is a sort of a title, so that Worst it's like a idea. like, like right. I guess I guess you could think of it like as witness protection, but you're like not really protecting somebody that has like a bad reputation. Then it would have become like the original <laughs> like Casino the Royale movie where everybody is named James Bond in it. Mm. Well, I mean, you talked about this when we were talking about the the Sean Connery cameo that they were they wanted to do in uh, yeah. in the. Uh, yeah. Was it Dying of the Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, and that would have kind of, you know, the whole theory that James Bond is not one person, but other, you know, like, but, ah, whatever. Um, All right, so I guess we should talk about Connery was uh, upset at doing, after he didn't want to be typecast, he was getting sick of doing the movies, he had no privacy, so he quit when his five. He had five. Listen to our Big Tam episode. Those were coming out uh, like one a year almost. Like like the first couple were like every year they were coming out. So they were a lot of work and you had to keep doing that shit. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't understand. If you just I heard that him the guy and... is falling you into the toilet taking a picture. Right. You know? <laughs> I get it. I also heard that Albert Broccoli and Sean Carney weren't even on speaking terms by the end of the... Like, he wasn't that... on speaking terms with anybody in the production office. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he, he played. I had heard some story that Harry Saltzman. He said, "If Harry Saltzman comes down to the set, I will stop acting." And then Harry showed up, and Connery oh. just stopped. Wow. Until Fuck you, Saltzman! Trebek, Saltzman. So yeah, obviously that's not going to work. They have to like, find another guy. Like he deserved more money because he had made James Bond so huge and. And uh, Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltzman were sort of like, we made you. What the fuck is your problem? You're a big star because of us. So everybody was like grumbling at each other mm. about the same thing, but on the opposite sides of the issue. Yeah, it's crazy. And we talked a lot about it. Go back and listen to our Sean Connery episode. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, way back. That was like 402 or something. It was, it was a while ago. So like last anyway. So that they, one's on YouTube. As well, oh, very well. So this model, like he got us, he got actually one of Sean Connery's suits 
that Sean Connery never got, apparently, and, like, went in and lied his ass off. Like, somehow got into the production Snuck, office. Apparently. Hmm? Allegedly. Snuck Allegedly? In. Like, oh. as the secretary was bending over to get something behind her desk. He ran up to up the stairs. And then yeah, and there was, like, the a bunch of... Said, I hear you're looking for James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of James Bond-looking guys, or Connery-looking guys in the waiting room. Or at least thought that's maybe how they filmed it on the Becoming Bond thing. Factor fiction. Who knows? But it was funny. Yeah. Yeah, and supposedly after they cast him, because he, he, he looked very Bond-like. The way he heard about it, he said, was that he was having a three-way with a friend of his, like they were they were having sex with a lady, and this guy was talking about how he wanted to be an actor, and so, like I don't know somehow the con that's how the that, how it all started with him was that they were having a three way, and his friend was talking about getting I mean, an actor or James Bond or something or getting nothing an agent more James and... Bond than that. It's a great story. I mean, I I hope it's true. I hope that's not made up. I hope it's true. Yes, and we're talking yeah, apparently... 60s, bro. Summer of love and shit, man. Yeah. Apparently, when he was like test, like doing a fight test, he punched the guy in the face, and they thought that like legitimately, and they thought that was cool. I don't think had to pull his punch or something, and right, he displayed some real aggression. Yeah, and that was what got him the job. And then they also hired a prostitute and had some guy watch them have sex to make sure he wasn't gay. I know they thought a male. They thought he was gay. (laughs) That's actually the best part of becoming Bond. I thought that was amazing. (laughs) Well, Hillary Bray. May be <laughs> <Yeah>. open-minded. <laughs> well, that all, when he goes undercover as Hillary Bray, and all the women think he's gay, cracks me up. It, like <laughs> it, it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> like, well, yeah, okay, we'll get to that in a minute. I guess. Like, so, I like, didn't think you were like that, and he's like, I'm, "Normally, I'm not." I'm normally, I'm not. Like, yeah, like you, you're so spectacular that I'm converting for you. Basically, I guess is what well, he's saying. But then the next lady comes in, and she's like, "I thought yeah. you were gay," and he's like, "Normally, I'm not." But. <laughs> But I mean, the, uh, all right. I, I'll just talk about that. Like, he's basic. These women are drugged. Like, these women are brainwashed, literally brainwashed. Yes. And he's supposedly in love with this other chick. I know. And he's right. just yeah. Banging so, these. Uh, it's a little. Thurston, uh, ha- I was surprised that Thurston had some uh, some qualms about uh, the this James Bond being at the height of his horniness, uh, slaying all <laughs> this ass. Slaying all this ass up in the Alps, but then you know, know. comes home to marry somebody. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, he's like, love it. It was like I'm his into version, it. his version of a bachelor party. <laughs> That's right. No, That's no right. I suppose he's like, hey, I'm saving the world here. I gotta find out what's going on. With I gotta know Blofeld's, you know, scheme. The part so where guess... Blofeld is doing like the uh, self hypnosis tape thing, you know, where like you're you're going to do things with chickens and it's, it's like you will, it's really you will, you will love chickens you yeah will... it really it, i start to like it gets a little austin powersy for me at that point that's yeah a little yeah right. so, so telly savalas is a bloke on this one which is actually he's he's very good i enjoy him i enjoy diana rig as well diana like, Riggs. Yeah. uh everyone's great maybe lazenby he's probably the weakest of the cast yeah. but and... i don't think he's terrible I don't. No, I don't think so either. And I, I want to talk about like his appearance, but but the director, Peter Hunt, I think even kind of told this to Lazenby, and he said that, you know, like anyone can play Bond, like it doesn't need to be you. I'm gonna make you James Bond, you know, uh, like it. 
so he they didn't really care if he could act or anything like that because they were like we can we're making <laughs> these movies dubbed anyway. yeah like half of his lines are dubbed when he's hillary bray it's not him it's not his voice because apparently his voice wasn't good enough and the same thing with what's his name draco they, they dubbed his movies dubbed a lot of their main like goldfinger was dubbed and uh, yeah. All of Bond's, uh, like Ursula Andress was dubbed, and like they, they they did that a lot back in the day, which I didn't used to notice. But maybe because I was watching, I've been I watched all the Bond movies except one, got one left to go. Uh, maybe I didn't notice it before because we would watch it at the video store when we worked there, listen to our right. blockbuster episode, <laughs> or I was watching it at home on a VHS on a smaller TV back in the day. But watching it on a large TV. In high definition, you really start to notice a lot of these things with like a good sound system and things. And you, yeah, you kind of, you kind of notice it. some of the the lines are uh, you can kind of see nowadays with today's technology. I mean, hey, whatever. I'd rather them dub it over than have it sound bad. But I don't know. It's it's hard for me sometimes. Some of the stuff is very 1969. You're just like, well, I, I like guess that's the way movies are done. The fight scenes are all in like fast motion. It seems like this, it this like... is less offensive than some of the bonds before this, where they will speed up the film and stuff. Um, yeah. I got to say though that the rear screen work on that bobsled scene and then the yeah. skiing scene is unacceptable. And it, like <laughs> I, I give it a pass because it's the '60s, but right, rear screen into the Dalton movies. Like I was like, that is that's. I can't. That's what started making me you. hate the Really, I, I, I'm with you here on the on the the rear screen projection or the green screen, or whatever they call it, because they did have such awesome shots of real production shots. You know, like going through the, you know, like the, with the skiing and stuff. There was like a ton yeah, of stuff the they had on actual, film. The actual ski, like because they had a guy hanging off the bottom of a helicopter. On yeah. this thing, and you film it, and then you get these beautiful shots of all like the the mountains and the, the <laughs> those avalanche. people like almost died when they jump. They were like didn't realize like you know like we you're just jumping off a helicopter into snow, and there's either like six feet of snow and you have to dig yourself out, or there's like three feet of snow and then just rock underneath it, like, you know. <laughs> so like that stuff looks good, and then yeah, just like some of that rear screen stuff is just like it's really know, looks like Un- like TV. Just, looks like yeah. TV. Yeah, really low budget. Yeah, and that's Apparently, like they just employed that throughout the movies for up until like Goldeneye, essentially. It was the style at the time, yeah. and then even the beyond the that time. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it was out of style, and they kept doing it. Well, George Lazenby apparently also broke his arm doing a skiing stunt that uh, he wasn't really supposed to do, but he wanted to do. The insurance it. didn't cover him skiing. Oh and, my god. Uh, so yeah, they were like, "Don't let the star ski." Like he's not allowed. <laughs> star ski and the hutch. <laughs> yeah, just, wrong show. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, Lazenby. Sound like he was just awful to to be around back then. Uh, he admits it too, which is <laughs> I, I I admire that quality in him. I've watched a few interviews with him or and things, and he's he's quite funny. Yeah. And very. His interviews are always very engaging, but like back then, it just sounded like he was just—I couldn't have been around him. I went, "This guy's an asshole," and he's just shooting off guns at things for because no, just because he can, and yeah, uh, he's like showing up to the set all fucked up, and he's just doing this and that and fucking everything, and yeah, it just been too much for me. I think he—I think he literally thought he was James Bond, like pretty much, yeah. Like, 
there was kind of like a a, a cast like rap party or, or something and uh like Lathan B heard about it like late and then uh you know like the co-stars and everything were like we put posters and stuff around yeah it was all like, and this and that like yeah just, and he's like, like well everybody. i'm the, i'm the star he was like offended that he didn't get like a personal invite and cubby broccoli didn't have any of these like you're not a star because you say I you're a star. You. you're not a star because i say you're a star you're a star because the people say you're a star uh, if i was going to do my cubby broccoli imitation it would have been <laughs> like that guy like He's American, but he sounds like a like a mafia mob boss with his mouth full of marbles. Wow. <laughs> Is that who Jeff Garland plays in uh, in the Becoming Bond? Because I I like to think that. No, I think. I, well, yeah, I can't remember now because I saw it a couple of years ago. Now. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I should probably watch it again. I, I only I heard, watched it recently, like, so. This isn't necessarily like him being an asshole, but I did hear kind of a funny. So they the scene where she drops. She, the woman takes the lipstick and draws her room number on his leg, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently, they like warmed up a sausage and put it under there. Like, so that, <laughs> she, she reached it. Uh, but apparently, and it's that's, I don't know, like, and this is what I read. Like, this, that's the cut they used. She had, she did it very professionally, even though she thought it was, just, you know. Well, I was yeah. working on some oh, artwork God. to post on Instagram about that uh, particular. Uh, moments, uh, so and then he, maybe, he does. What is he? Are you all right? And he says, "A little stiffness," <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> That's a good line. There are a couple of lines that I can't remember that that are in that scene that make me that make me laugh. That are very yeah. like, uh, you know, I was like, "Wow, that was a little risque." Yeah, for this for the time, the style, uh, the style is the time. Yeah, but anyway, okay. So let, let's. Well, we didn't even really cover the movie, but uh, so yeah, okay, he's, so final thoughts. He meets this woman. Turns Today. out it's the daughter of this guy Draco, king of the dragon people. <laughs> now he's and then the, Bill and then Paxton. He start, he's like, he needs to. She does. She needs a man. To, I'll to give you a million to... pounds if you marry her. It's like, yeah, he's like no, pouring was, out his daughter. I said I said this to Mrs. Elder last night when she said something. I was like, you need a man. To dominate you. <laughs> and, That's exactly uh, what he's And then I, I like Bond's response. He's like, she needs a psychiatrist, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. But so, I don't know, whatever. It, yeah, he's going to pay off Bond to marry his daughter. Yeah. Like, Doesn't that guy look like, like Bill Paxton? No. Am I alone in this? I uh, guess I didn't notice, man. I didn't, yeah, I didn't <laughs> notice either. Game over, like, man. So, yeah, like, then she's like, like Papa. Well, then, well, then Bond is like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take your money." And he's like, "He's like, but I want some information about Blofeld." He's like, "I wouldn't give it to you, but I might give it to my son-in-law." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, that's no fair. I love you. I love you." But the the girl does kind of. They have a love montage, like even though like two minutes before this, she wants nothing well, to do no, with him. A, I mean, he saved her at the beginning from killing right. herself in the water. And then they meet again. He saves her ass at the uh, casino when she can't pay after yeah. losing at the, the table. Uh, and then, Which is very and then similar they... to the golden eye scene, actually. It's, uh, uh, I think and then this... they do it. And they then she leaves. And that's when he's taking a Draco. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. She doesn't. She takes his gun because he doesn't sleep yes. it under his pillow. 
Yeah, and uh, and then the Draco's guys, they're like, uh, we have something of yours, and they point his own gun at him. Yeah, it's interesting. So, he should sleep with it under the pillow. Just yeah, like she says bar. in Tomorrow Never Dies. There's yeah, and then, and then also Bond was sleeping with it under the pillow in Thunderball. There you go. I guess he I guess. just took took some time off from because maybe shot one of his ladies by accident when it was under the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there's a love montage. Like, hey, and then next you know, as Louis Armstrong's final song. That's uh, right. Evolved, and it was played at my wedding. And you know what happened uh, after my wedding? My wife didn't get shot on the way home. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Good. So. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But, but, but uh, you, yeah, had, you last, hired Louis somebody last... to uh, you hired somebody to like recreate the scene as you were driving away. Pour your own Miller. Yeah, I was like, I've got my Aston Martin all set. We got it all decked out. We just married, and uh, I was like, Who do I know that what looks like tin, looks, can, tin can? Looks like an old, like a mean old lady. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then he he goes for like the next like hour or so. Like he has to pretend to be Hillary Bray, Sir Hillary Bray, and because uh, he's, yeah, he's a genealogist. Rosenfeld wants to, um, like, is trying to find something out so he can make himself a count. Yeah, he's so like yeah, trying like, to all prove, this so he can make himself a count. Prove yeah. that he has like the um the the what do you what do they call that like her, heritage or whatever whatever well, it is genealogy. Um, yeah, gene, genealogy heraldry. Genealogy but but also when Bond goes set is that w- that's when we uh, are introduced to and this was on the paperback cover the uh, the family seal of Bond which says yes. the world is not enough in, right. in Latin yes his coat of arms that is a nice that's a nice little uh, little nod there um, and, and I have to say just one quick thing is I read the book over a couple days. David Tennant right uh, reads it, and he he was great, like making all the voices and stuff. And this really is, it's almost shot for shot, like really, really super faithful for yeah, it's to the close. book. I read it, I read it years ago, and and John Hunt did all the voices. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, I don't and, know. Uh, of... I, I remember your voices was, were spectacular. Like, it, sure. like the beginning is a little like it it does like it does some time jumping or something. I can't remember yeah. exactly. But, but otherwise, it's really close to the point. I gotta say, I don't, I don't know of a movie or anything that's this close to a book ever. Like, it's really, really close. Yeah, like one of the changes they did make to the movie was that Tracy gets captured, which, uh, which gives Bond a reason to go after Blofeld. So I think yeah. that's that's a good thing. Yeah, it's kind of weird that she just kind of shows up, uh, you know, like. When he's in trouble, uh, you know, like it makes her one of like, the oh, allergy girls. Yeah, well, so yeah, that's the thing. They, all these girls, like they, they have allergies. So he, he's, he's going to send them out into the world to infect plants and stuff, and have this. So I guess there'll be like a famine because like the plants and animals won't yeah, it's like be able poisoning to... all the plants, and, yeah. and it's totally like a Joker kind of a scheme I, I was thinking or like cobra yeah i was <laughs> thinking know, like, it's kind of yeah, it's, oh, it ties back it's kind of back. silly i don't I, I i'm just gonna say that now it's kind of hey you're kind of silly well if the joker did it you would have thought it was it's not silly. it's you know it's not the quality of his uh you know of his evil scheme it's the interactions and the the, okay. the of, of blowfeld and bond 
No, it's true. Their interactions are 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 good. Yeah, it's like, kind of weird that he, they don't recognize each other, even though. Well, you know what? Again, because yeah, because they're basing it on the book, so they just decide to ignore the fact that they had met each other in the previous movie. Yeah, if Lopel this... had a big scar on his face and stuff. I know, right? <laughs> Two so, different actors. <laughs> I would say that's the one thing that, like, if I were to have like one critique of the movie, that part where they keep Blofeld didn't recognize him. That that is like the number one thing that like kind of sticks in my craw a little bit voice but also he's like that can't be james bond he sounds like sir hillary bray (laughs) but sounds like george baker yeah but also different bond different blofeld so maybe they haven't met each other yet because it's you know if you think of it as like a divergent timeline uh because or uh, think of it as a prequel to yeah you only live twice Maybe. And uh, I think it's just a giant plot hole that they just chose to ignore. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I think they cho- I think they chose to ignore it. I mean, you know, of, of the things that which I don't really have a, a lot that like bothers me. That's like kind of something that bothers me. Yeah. I like that they ignored it because that's something I would do if I was a movie maker. Well, sometimes, yeah, you just got to be like, we just got to move on here. As, like, we, we, as just... we, if you listen to our Evil Dead Two episode. <laughs> Here, that it doesn't bother me that the ending of Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness don't line up. Right. I yeah. sort of like that stuff when people are just like, ah, fuck it, it's close enough. Right. Let, I want to do it this way. You know, I mean, yeah. just. And I don't think artistic. people picked things apart like they do now with that kind of thing back then. You know what is great is the, the movie poster for this movie makes it look like a spoof. Where he's yeah. like skiing and he's got like a girl dancing on the skis behind him and he's holding the gun in that pose that was that famous, you know. The skiing was like the best part. I mean, I, the movie, let's face it. I mean, it's but it, it's an hour and a half into the movie before we get like a, the big action scene. We had a couple of fist fights early on, but this like the big skiing action scene. Uh, and then I, I don't know. Yeah. It, takes a while to get to it i'm just gonna say you know i was engrossed the in the film two and a half it's just under two and a half hours it's 220 or something like it was it, like the longest bond film until casino royale yeah the it, other casino royale i think that if it, people are maybe curious about this movie like watch it over like a couple nights you know take a break uh, <laughs> i watched maybe. it over two nights but that was also uh, yeah. i had my covid vaccine the second time i was like the, yeah. When I was watching it, so I had to stop because I, was I like, like oh, watched no. it with the with the Peter Hunt uh, commentary too. So like, I mean, I watched it for like five hours, I guess total. So, so the funny thing is, they get to the like Tracy does get captured. In fact, at the end by Blofeld. Yes. Um, not at, earlier in the movie, but so, uh, I, you know, what? we're glossing over the part where he asked her to marry her. You know, I well, like well, that short. Sure. I like the scene. I just I have trouble. Like, literally, like ten minutes before that, he was banging some other chick. There's bro. Yeah, there's stuff in this that that I like. I know that we don't have big action scenes, but the part where he's trying to escape, going down the cable and stuff, knowing that there was a real guy hanging off of that thing. Yeah, really no, I know that was little cool. hooks. Right. And, like, right. there's a lot of stuff that's really suspenseful and really well done. I think yeah. that they okay. dropped right. from Bond movies after that, especially the Brosnan movies, where it was like, we're just getting 
this action, action, action scene, action, action. You know, uh, this uh, is not a gadget. It's not really a gadget based anything. It, it's his. No, there's and, no. That's another thing his, that I, I don't know. It's fine. Not a lot of gadgets. The, the scene here, here, here's here's the part that I thought. Like some parts are suspenseful. Yeah, the scene where he breaks in. Uh, like By the lawyer's to crack office. The safe. Yeah, yeah. I like that scene because it's tense. Me too. I, don't think I it's love so it. Tense at all. I think Other it's boring. In the previous movie, he had a little safe cracking device so he could fit yeah. in his pocket. But I, I think the music in that is great, and I think it's like you know because they they walk right by each other in the hallway. Yeah, he, and he's like the Playboy steals son the of Playboy. The Playboy and, part is just, is and like I, I was trying to too, think like huh? how did he what's did he like. Sort of pickpocket the key off the guy as he walked by him or something. Like, I didn't know how he broke into the office, but like, he just strolls up there and unlocks it. And I really, I dug that scene too. And that he's got the guy across the street, the construction thing that loads this ridiculous, like, photocopier or whatever. um, That's the same guy that's up at his Gloria, too, right? Yeah. 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 It's like he's a little 006. I watched it a few weeks ago, so I'm trying to remember. But yeah, that guy. Is, I've watched like in there. James Bond movies since then, so they all kind of blend together. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you gotta relax. You're not gonna be able to podcast about him. Go listen to our future James Bond. Bob. <laughs> uh, all the James Bond movies. All right. I mean, I, I'm glad you guys liked it. I'm sad that I you thought didn't. it was a little. I thought, yeah, I'm, I I'm that sad and a little surprised. Uh, I am, and I'm not all at once. <laughs> but You're I think surprised. that. I think that it, it's it's just indicative of this movie because it's uh from what I can tell from all the reviews and even just the opinions we say like I like that he broke the fourth wall I didn't like that he broke the fourth wall I don't like this movie because there's no gadgets like I like this movie because there's no gadget it seems like it's really like we're a pretty good sampling of how people feel about this movie you know yeah, even me, if like, we're <laughs> even yeah, if it's I'm, two or three it's true but a lot like, of people really like this movie um and i i think that some people really some directors really like it and uh, you know yeah. say that a, it's a particular best. director that like essentially included honor majesty's secret service in like the final act of his movie yeah christopher nolan yeah absolutely he said that inception was his bond oh no not inception inception was the part that was the movie that he put the skiing scenes in but he, right, he said right. tenant was his james bond movie basically yeah because he really but he was really inspired by this one and then skyfall inspector were knockoffs of his james bond movie a james bond movie that was a knockoff of a knockoff man it's not a knocking off going on yeah but there's also i mean i think in all of the eras Almost there's like some sort of a ski scene, and did it start here, or was did Connery do ski scenes before this? And the I don't recall movie? Connery doing uh, a ski scene. He did uh, underwater in Thunderball. No, I don't think there was any skiing in You Only Live Twice or Goldfinger. No skiing. So yeah, I think this is where this is the one that started it all. It's kind of like a trope now because <laughs> even was it. Um, was it Spectre that with Dave Bautista that there was skiing yeah. in that one? Or they didn't there? ski, but there was snow. It was snow. It was yeah. It was but like also that arches in the snow with a plane. <laughs> that reminds me of this movie, and and also what I like about James Bond is like parallels to like why I like certain GI Joe 
things because they're all kind of like self-referential in that way you know there's always like a snow scene pew 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 you know like there's always like somebody like you know and i like the bobsled scene too people almost died doing that you know like yeah. crazy yeah if it wasn't for the bad rear screen stuff that bobsled, i know great I- I but know, because but there's just a little too much shaky cam of a yeah. guy sitting in front of a in a bobsled in front of a screen that like is not corresponding to what's going on. He's I just, just don't think that they knew. The it's going around in a circle. I, I don't think that they knew, you know, because now it's kind of like a post postmodern, like a very much like a post Blair Witch, even like or you know, steady cam shots. Like, it, I wish that directors back then like realized like. Oh, like let's just have it be like a shaky camera. That's actually way better than doing any of this stuff. Like, even if you can't really see the action, like you know, blur out the the faces a little bit because it'll be stuntman anyways. You know, like that stylistically, that looks way cooler than doing any sort of that rear projection stuff. Yeah, that's all bad. It's so bad. Yeah, I think like the reality TV did kind of change a lot of that too because yeah, it's kind of like this. You you kind of feel more in it. Yeah, the rear projection takes you right out of it. In fact, it's the opposite. I don't know. The bobsled scene maybe sounded good. It's fine. It's fun. Like, but like, if it chopped out those bad shots, I think yeah. it would work. It well. would probably it, be it would better. Make it half as long too, which I think. Yeah, it does go I on even like the um the the sort of like the the ice road um uh car chase scene. The car chase with the, the barn. Yeah. I don't know why none sex. of those other cars just stopped why were they still driving when these two people are like chasing each other around the thing but i mean i like that tracy's driving in that one i mean yeah, i like cool. that too. bond doing his thing he's just the passenger i like she's how really they... one of the best bond women she's great yeah i love her she's and they lay yeah. down in the in the hay that i love i actually love the shot call it camp call it whatever but like they're they're like getting busy in the barn and then they just like you know you just slide over the camera. It looks at the horses, and they're like, "Hey!" And then the fade the flag, like, and then wake up the next day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that stuff. I like. I mean, that was funny. The horses. Is, I mean, hey. I feel like hey. that's a James. Hey. Hey. hey, yeah. It's a James Bond thing. I, you know, you know. Obviously, they're not going to show the sexual relations. So they show uh, a lot, though. I mean, there's a lot of like pretty serious side boob, like up on up on the mountain and also like when he's with Tracy, like in the hotel and and everything. And that was supposed to be in the book. I think that casino and it might be in the movie, but in the, that book, might, yeah. in the book, it's casino Royale. Yeah. I don't saying. think it is in the movie. They, they don't seem to mention, but it, it's kind of but... cool that like they, uh, they did this kind of like, they have the reflection in in the pool, like they're, they're the shot, like it, it goes to nighttime, and they just show the casino reflecting in the pool. I was like, oh, that looks really nice, because Peter Hunt was the editor for the previous movie, so that this was his uh, time in the director chair, and he would thought very carefully about how the film was going to be edited, and so that's why the fight scenes look the way they do. And uh, you know, he had he was like the the second the second director on some of those other movies too so you know he had like a lot of experience this is the last one he ever worked on though which is kind of interesting yeah he was done after this with in terms of james bond right right he did direct a roger moore movie a couple of years later called gold oh gold 
Go, Which Jerry, I, I go. started to watch a couple of weeks ago, but I only made it about 10 minutes in. I, it wasn't because it was bad. I just was like, I didn't yeah. feel like watching it, and I haven't gone back to it yet. It, it's called Gold. The subtitle was Finger Not Included. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I, I, I watched it because I didn't sing. I didn't see the part that said not included. I thought it was Goldfinger with Roger Moore, a remake. <laughs> a and, remake. Uh, and but I was like, Peter Hunt did a remake of Goldfinger? Oh, not included. Okay, never mind. Uh, never mind, yeah. The avalanche scene is also another, it looks good, it's cool, but it also goes on, like, the it's snow, the snow falls for a while. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of uh, like... I, there are, there are, I guess, the, like, modern movie sensibilities, looking yeah, at it. It's a very long you know, movie. 50 years. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of trimming that could be done to make this, like, a shorter film and maybe have a little more impact in scenes like that, because there yeah. are things that just go on too long. But, yeah. But yeah. I, I like it when Bond is Hillary Bray, you know, he walks into that room for cocktails, which is exactly, it's right out of the book, too, you know? Like, cocktail time, and then he's like, oh, there's one of you, and one of you, and one of you, one of you, one of you, <laughs> see you in the room later, oh, you too, well, I'll the, see you, boop where the scene where he's in with the lady, the first one, and he takes off the, the kilt, and she's yeah, like, oh, it's, it's true! Um, this is, this, this elder didn't get the joke, so I had to explain it to her. Yeah, I was like, well, see. A, a real Scotsman. What does a Scotsman wear under his kilt? His shoes is the joke, in fact. It's kind of a, Scotsman <laughs> oh, don't wear anything. I love you. I love you. It's Scottish, it's crap. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I found that to be, I mean, like, that's what I, I started. I know I'm being a little I'm harsh in this movie. Sign. Bringing the mean. I started you can bring sign. the mean all you want. That's why I'm saying this is a more interesting walks, podcast with different It movies. is. It, well, thank you. Like, but it, he walks in and all the women are there and he's kind of just like, <laughs> like, it's it's almost a little too Austin Powers at that point for me. It's kind of just like. Or maybe yeah. the Austin Powers was a little, little too Honor Majesty Secret Service. Well, yeah, maybe. It, I mean, obviously, because it was. 30 years before or whatever but like i mean just the it's it's a little too goofy and, and you don't have to be super serious all the time but he's like it's almost like he's like hey an orgy woo! like i don't know it just, that's because george lazenby was so high on drugs he wasn't he didn't even know this was a scene he thought he was really gonna have sex with all these women <laughs> i mean he probably did who knows uh but i don't yeah, know i think I mean, that he did have sex with a lot of them because i think they mentioned that kind of they they dance around that in a few of the interviews. He could do a what do and do whatever to whomever. I mean whatever. I mean there was that one scene where right where she's like, oh, I want to see you. He's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. You know, like he's just. I like all that stuff. That made me laugh. I was like, this is great. I mean, it's yeah. fine. I think this is great. It's, it's, I think this is great. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's great for a James Bond movie, but then you're supposed to believe that. He's ma- he's marrying this other girl like by the end of the movie. Look I don't it. know. I don't know why I care about it. What do I care? Yeah, I know you're really getting hung up on that thing. Like, James Bond <laughs> does this in every movie, but he doesn't but get married at the end. He of doesn't every get movie. married. Uh, I think it's notable that this was the first novel that Ian Fleming wrote while they were filming Doctor No, like on Golden, basically at in Jamaica, like where he was living. So he was writing this during the time that they started to make the movies. And the thing with the marriage was always in there. And it's always been the, you know, kind of, I guess it's a little bit like a Vesper kind of thing. Like, cause 
he falls in love so much that he's he marries someone, which is totally out of the character for Bond. But yeah, Fleming thought it was in character for him to do it, and then he loses there at the end. It's so sad. Well, here's oh, I was watching sure. a thing that that put forth an interesting theory that um that Bond it, like seeing this movie and then watching all the Bond movies after that and seeing the way that he treats women is sort of a reaction to his wife dying. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. So, so when you you see how how uncaring he always seems and and just sort of treats women sort of as objects and this and that is is due to the fact that he lost his true love. I could see that. There is that one line in uh, uh, License to Kill, right? Where she wants yeah. to throw the uh, Terry garter. Company. Yeah, the girl from Three's Company. Terry from Three's and Company wants from... to throw the garter. It means the next person. Know you know, if you catch that, that means you're going to get married, right? And he goes, no. Yeah, he and, was and married once. And uh, Felix, Felix says, Bond. yes, he was yeah. married once. Yeah. Roger Moore's James Bond at the beginning of Your Eyes Only is visiting the grave of Tracy. Ah, that, I mean, it's, it's that good they not like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I and have even, a problem. Even in the Brosnan movie, they sort of like hint at it in one of the one of the things where it's like, you know, haven't you ever been in love kind of thing? And he just sort of goes like, hmm. Well, well, there's that's that... the Johnny Dangerous thing. I was in love once. 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 <laughs> There's a line in, I guess, I don't know if it's really the same thing, the line in Goldeneye when he says, like, something about all the dead ones you failed to protect, like all the women, like, something about the, all those willing women, and all the dead ones you failed to protect or something like that. I think that's more of just a comment on the Bond formula. Right. But, more of a, a slut. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, my, I guess my thing is, I have no problem with him falling in love and getting married. And or I have no problem with him well, being. Here's the thing, maybe like, he didn't. He, here's what he realized that Tracy was the one after he got with these ladies. Maybe like, they were just really bad. Yeah, he's <laughs> like it made it made him appreciate her more. And also more. maybe he's he like, was getting his sinuses cleared out and his allergies worked out up there in the mountain. He became clear headed, which is something yeah. I can relate to. Okay, maybe. I mean, I doubt any of that is true, but okay. I mean, I think they just wanted him to sleep with me because that's what James Bond does. But well, he's getting he information. Yeah. No, he is. That scene was really weird. Like when he's there with her and all of a sudden, yeah, like the, the, the brainwashing scene. And she's like, oh, don't worry. It's just part of my allergy treatment. And, <laughs> and then uh, really boom, boom, oh, and the, the switching so cassette tapes and the the lights and it's just all like 60s and like groovy man like i, I was yeah. thinking that man yeah, and lazenby was like let's get rid of a, like the, cl- the the old bond style music and let's put something in by like cream or it was like, like was blood thing. sweat really and tears wanted... i think was the band yeah. that he wanted in there he was like these these people don't we don't need to... he said something like this short-haired guy in a suit is not really gonna go over with the kids <laughs> <laughs> Well, but all in, right. a, in a sense, he was kind of right because Bond needed to change after that right. to, yeah. to stay relevant, you know. So, I mean, this, like well, that's why you didn't see a Bond movie like this again until Casino Royale. But this one did uh, gross a lot of money, or at least that in, it was the second highest grossing movie of that year. Yeah. From what I but, it, but it made like half of what with the last twice made, like, which made like a a half of what Thunderball made, you know, so they were seeing their returns going down. Yeah. And Even though it was making a shit ton of money. Right. But in like a way, maybe he wasn't it, wrong. Adjusted yeah. for inflation is like something like, you know, half a billion dollars or something. Yeah. They, they were making money, but 
maybe he wasn't wrong to be like, oh, the franchise is going downhill, which, you know, you don't want to be doing any more of these. I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, well, also, he showed up at the premiere, like, in a with a beard and like long hair, right? And they were like, that, that was like literally the biggest fuck you to the studio, which is like, you wouldn't. You would get in trouble if you did that now, I think. Or people would be like, you know, like Jared Leto shocks everybody with bald head after, you know, being in this movie right. or something. You know what I mean? It would be like a big headline. But even back then, it was just like, dude, you're supposed to look like James Bond so people can take pictures with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I feel like they had already kind of. Yeah, it was already kind of. Yeah, we were, already yeah, told were like, we're done with back. this guy. Yeah. Apparently, also, when. In the commissary one day during lunch, Diana Rigg yelled at him, I'm having garlic for lunch today, darling. <laughs> so, like, when yeah, they were having like a love heard, scene, too. I, yeah, I've heard different know. things in, in that regard. And Lazenby was like, nah, none of that stuff is true. But Diana Rigg, a couple of years ago, talking about Lazenby was like, yeah, no, he was an idiot and he was unprofessional and I didn't really enjoy working with him. Yeah, I mean, like and you said, I'm that sure too, he was because back. she was also like, she was like the hot, they really needed a, a, a a name to put on the marquee you yes. know they put uh, literally on the posters they were like another james bond film uh yeah but they didn't really put that lazy's name was on it obviously but they didn't say you know sean connery is they didn't say james you know yeah. george lazenby is they just it would said, have been weird if they said sean connery is james <laughs> yeah and then they, they were like another james bond it's kind of like what you were uh, saying about the big big letters and little letters of jackie chan and bruce yeah, lee yeah. second you bruce know. lee <laughs> James Bond. I also think that this movie wouldn't have worked if Connery had played Bond in this. I mean, it would have been his greatest performance as Bond, but I think because he falls in love and it's like a, a fresh face Bond, I think that makes it more believable to me. I do really a, a different Bond playing it. I'm I really can't dipping into Connery the prequel kind of thing here too. Like I, I really vibe with that. Let's 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 start that as a as a as a fan theory. Yeah, that it's a prequel. Yeah. Huh? All right. It there works. We go. We just it works in a lot of ways if you think of it that way. It like works better if you really think of it that way. It's James Bond fever dream when he's trapped in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> when he's when he's getting tortured in Casino Royale, right. And, he goes into his happy place in his head. So, this, that doesn't time he get he tortured a... in Spectre too? Blofeld yeah. uh, tortures him. In he gets tortured. Electric boogaloo. Yeah, Spectre, Spectre too. Yeah. yeah, he gets a, a dentist drill in the side of his head, really? and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's fine. I'm sure he's fine. They're fine. This We're is what happens here. when uh when Brosnan you know is like forced to like jump into the uh the big vat of beluga ca- caviar this is what he thinks he, <laughs> he thinks dream. about <laughs> yeah on her majesty's secret service when he's getting scorpions biting them and then getting yeah how dare that, that, you that, mention that fucking scorpion I'm sorry. how dare you i can't even mention it Can no just... i don't want to think about scorpions <laughs> having a good day until now oh sorry just kidding. Just kidding. So here's... I, okay, so he defeats Blofeld, and then he goes and marries Tracy. And it, here's something I think that's interesting about the wedding, is that, like, you don't really see any of Bond's friends. It's all his co-workers. It's Q, Moneypenny, and, yeah, M. And and M, M yeah. 
Money Penny's crying. I mean, it's the Money Penny stuff we didn't really talk about, but I mean, it's she's pretty she's pretty funny in this. I mean, I guess like you know, it's more it's kind of what they came to be. I don't I don't really remember what Money Penny was like in the previous movies but uh it's kind of like what would i do without you well you haven't done anything with me i feel like they even use that line a couple of times <laughs> yeah right in the later it. movies yeah but she's crying at the wedding and and whatever and she's like oh and he kind of gives her like a wave and a nod or whatever and i think he's kind of like hey meet me later we'll have a little free wedding no, no, no. <laughs> that's what i'm Just, talking about I'm he in love, throw, like but... the, the hat to her or something yeah he throws his hat to her yeah I think the relationship this between Bonnie Penny and the different actors that played Bond is is a little different. I think it's kind of flirty in the Connery ones, and it is a little bit in this one. But I think in the Roger Moore movies, because they're getting on in years, it's more of like a playful friendliness, you know? Yeah. Um, because there's like a scene in Moonraker, and she's like, James, geez, why, you're, you're late. What happened? He's like, I got pushed out of an airplane. He's like... Oh, you don't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, it's it's, whatever. Anyway, so she's, she does seem to be like, well, then she says, I always cry at weddings, but you get the feeling that she's making that up. She is generally kind of sad. This is one that got away or something. I mean, I don't know. That's the impression I got out of it. That's how I felt when you got married. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. And you threw me the hat. At least they can have a good working relationship and they don't have to worry about disclosing their relationship to HR. That's right. It would, it would be rough. He couldn't get away with that shit now. Anyway. But yeah, so they drive away and they're all just like, yes. And she says she wants to have like three of each, three girls, three boys, like as her wedding presents and all that stuff. It's just like, it's so saccharine. It's lovely. You know, I get it. They just I, got married. I like he puts a little rose in her mouth and stuff. It's, I think it's sort of cute. It's fine. No, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> in the book, there's actually a little bit of a like, oh, he boy. He puts something else in her mouth. Cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, oh, she's going to, she's like starting to talk to me about the fucking kids and her, <laughs> well, how she wants to set up the house and stuff. He's like, I just want to drink. Oh. I just and but he's I think to be fair he's like he, he's like all kind of hurt and like from from a fight or something she's like replacing his band it's probably when like Ian Fleming was on like a bender and he was writing that scene because <laughs> like James Bond essentially is like all of Ian Fleming's inner demons coming out on the page you know it's like oh yeah racist and like uh you know sexist and like homophobic <laughs> yeah, like thoughts all coming and like how he hates Americans and you know. Yeah, yeah. Like there's definitely like some really uncomfortable moments in uh and in, in some I think you only live twice or, or something. Uh but uh but it's like, ooh, that saying that about certain kinds of people in New York City. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. And the, oh, don't trust the cab drivers. All right. I yeah. Well that I would get be it. live and let die, I think. Live right? and let die. It... Live and let die. Yeah. Let, because I was try- I was reading them in order, but I think I skipped ahead for this one. I, I actually find the books difficult to get through. Uh, this one was a breeze, man. I don't know. It was just it was easy to listen to. I, I was enjoying it. Well, I was I was at I was at the time because uh, which was style at the time. Uh, I had the the James Bond omnibuses, like it was two of them. So it had all the all the stories collected into two volumes. I'm uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Omnibuy. 
and uh, I, I was just like, yeah, he's, I don't like his style of writing. It's not very good. So I, I just gave up on them. Well, there you go. And The Spy Who Loved Me, I, I, like, I read that at 12. I had to read it for a book report. That was the one yeah. I chose. And I was like, of all the Bond books I chose, had to be this one where James Bond's in it for like the last 20 pages or something. I was like, this <laughs> is painful. <laughs> there are some other authors that are like officially licensed maybe they yeah, write better come read some Bond of the john gardner books in the 80s and stuff um and of course then i read the uh the the movie uh novelizations of the pierce brosnan ones because listen to pierce brosnan bounding through us you know where pierce brosnan gets up and on a giant paper roll and does like right. one of those, like, <laughs> right yeah runs on top of it or whatever <laughs> i mean i so so yeah, anyway Anyways, spoiler warning. Of course, we already spoiled it. Uh, yeah, like as they're sitting there, he's taking the flowers off the car. So James Bond is out of the car, and Blofeld and what's her name, Irma, Irma Bunt. Bunt, Bunt. They do like a drive-by, basically, yeah. and shoot the car up. And Bond is first just like that's Blofeld, and then he looks, and Tracy has been shot and killed and it's Maybe actually they... i really like the moment where he's like cradling her and some guy yeah, drives it's up real. yeah it's real. the police and drives up yeah and, and yeah, yeah and he's I like think, she's I she's fine she's just resting i think he plays this better than uh craig does in casino royale yeah, where i think it's a dies. touching really nice scene it is i mean it's tragic it's, it's just, uh oh. it's uh brought a tear to my eye not gonna lie oh, and it brought a tear to Lazenby's eyes and then they peter hunt was like james bond doesn't cry do it again Wow, that doesn't make like sense. Harsh. I don't think they should have invited Blofeld and and uh, Blunt it to, does seem to the weird wedding. To you know what I mean? They the shouldn't, shouldn't have been invited. They they were like James Bond's like I don't have any friends. I'm only inviting people from work. Yeah. Should I invite my arch nemesis and his henchwoman? And she was like, <laughs> I guess. I mean, my father Maybe. is a mob boss too, so I get it. Yeah. Maybe he was invited to Blofeld's wedding, and you know how that works. You have to kind of reciprocate. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the best man at Blofeld's wedding, so yeah. yeah. I feel uh, like it would be funny to like shoot the Blofeld and and, and Blunt scenes like as a little skit, like them at the wedding, like complaining about the appetizers. <laughs> like I thought I yeah, got it's... the chicken and stuff, and it's like and you see that them driving. Oh, guess it's time to go. Let's go. Like, yeah, get like we haven't had the cake yet. <laughs> I mean, we kid, we kid, but it is a fun, and it's really weird because the movie just ends. Yeah, like, that's what I don't like about this scene is that it's like you know it's sad, and he's like you know we have all the time in the world, and she's just resting, and everything's fine, and then it's like a yeah, James Bond will return, and I'm like, wow, that just that's like a shift in mood right there. Very weird. Very weird. Very weird. Very weird. But, you know, I mean, that was it for George Lazenby. And that, yeah, they, they, they did change, as you as you say. James Bond did kind of, you know, it was a little different, but. He became more, like, goofy uh, uh, after yeah. that. Like Roger Moore movie, was a little. Uh, yeah, one more Connery, right. which really set up the Moore movies. It's essentially a Roger Moore movie with Sean Connery in it. Mm -hmm. Um which I actually have, I've, I've come to appreciate the more films now. Years and years. I was like, nah, this guy sucks. I hate these movies. They're dumb. And then when we sat down and watched them, we were like, these are my favorites now. 
Spoiler alert, if we ever do Roger Moore movies, I kind of Go ahead and listen to our Roger, Roger Moore movies. Yeah. Right. Running through Roger. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Roger, right. Roger. What's your vector, Victor? Uh, all right. Well, well, what do we got? What do you guys? I suppose. Yeah. Right, final you, thoughts. Your grade. Why don't you Ooh. give your shitty grade first? Yeah. Bring and the all your complaints. Let's let it go. And we'll I don't know what back to... up. I never. I didn't think about the grade beforehand, but let me just. I mean, I just think a, a lot of the things that we pointed out. We all agree that these are things that you know took place. It wasn't just like oh no, that's go not... into this blind and just say I love everything about it. Yes, there are some issues. Right. There are yeah. issues, and but. To me, it's just a little bit too much. And you guys, it's like, oh, it's, I was fine with that. I was it's fine with just that. Just the right amount. I, yeah, right amount. I think it tipped just a little bit over the edge. Maybe if you, maybe if I watched it again and it, maybe if you I, watched it with me and Mrs. Elder, week, sure, and like you know, experienced it in a different way. Maybe I well, would. We're gonna have to do the more movies. I'm gonna have to invite you over. We'll have to sit down. I don't know, whatever. Them. I mean, have a couple of drinks. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, what I need. Yeah, that'll be it's like, okay. just like when James Bond. We do one of those. More movie. I think if you have to be in the right frame of mind, but you could. It's a really good time, and I feel that way about Moonraker, which everyone's like, "This movie is dumb," but I'm like, "It is," but it's so much fun, dumb. So, well, you have I'll, to be in the proper mindset. Yeah, and maybe I would, but I mean, this is like I don't know. There's some things, the action scenes when they happen are are that's the skiing stuff and the you know. I, like when they go to the Peace, Glor- Peace Gloria part, like when they're shooting, and they actually play the Bond theme, like uh, it's actually okay, it's good. I mean, he's sliding on the ice with the machine gun and everything, but I don't know, it's different. It doesn't even feel like a Bond movie at parts. You almost forget that it is, but yeah, I don't know. I can't give it any higher than like a C. I think it's. I don't oh, know. I'm sorry. That's hard. Bring up me. Man, okay. Do you want me? Your, no, but your mean flag yeah yeah i mean i've been like you know not the biggest king kong fan or whatever you know but like it's not like i was like i'm the kong f you know what i mean sure i mean i'm giving it a c so let's stick as a movie guy i think it's there's just too many flaws in it uh, sometimes you can look past them and just be like eh, you know whatever but uh yeah should i go next john should yeah, I go you can next? go next if you'd like. Well, I, I, I'm Clay Inferno, and and I'm a movie guy. <laughs> They're Hillary <laughs> Clay. <laughs> yeah, that was Joe Biden yesterday. He said he was a car guy. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, because he was. Well, this dates this. <laughs> but he said it. No, it it's somehow he, he could have said that when he was 50 years ago when this movie came out. <laughs> I'm a car guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't date it. I just I'm at said the James Bond premiere, and I'm a car guy. I drove when's... up in my electro electric Ford F-150 to the yeah. premiere of Honor Majesty Circuit. Sorry, I asked Martin. <laughs> Newly elected Senator Joe Biden said, "I'm a car guy." <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, well, I. I said it before, like kind of why I like it is because I like the aesthetics of a of a sixties spy pop very camp thing. And this is the most it's it's James Bond, but it's also, you know like other things. It's mod things reference this in ways that I didn't under I didn't know about. I didn't know I love Chris Nolan and it's 
Chris Nolan, this is Chris Nolan's favorite film. Like that totally makes sense to me, uh, just like on an aesthetic sort of view. But uh, also, I just I thought that the story was really good. It's a little long, um, and I, I thought that it was like a 1969 movie that I I can go back and enjoy. And I'll say like, you know, this is this is a top-notch Bond film for me. Like, I, I, I gotta put it up there. One of my favorites. I'm gonna give Which it an A. Oh! Wow, alright. I'm not gonna give it an A+. I didn't even give Enter the Dragon an A+. But I gave Bruce Lee an A+. But uh, I give... I give... What did you give George Lazenby, then? I give, I give this movie an A. I give Lazenby uh, a, a B+, because obviously there were problems. But just like when I picture Captain America in my head, I don't picture Chris Evans. But uh, I think he plays a great Captain America. But I picture Ron Lim's <laughs> uh, Captain America. But there's you don't something picture about... George Lazenby as James Bond in your head, do you? Let me finish what I was. I'm sorry. About I'm... Oh my God. I'm sorry. He pictures there's... Ron Lim's uh, James Bond. <laughs> I picture Rob Liefeld's. Captain America as James oh, no. Bond. I think oh, that Jesus. I think that Lazenby fits a perfect archetype of what James Bond is, and also the face of Timothy Dalton, the arch archetype of what James Bond is. I think they've perfectly picked both of those individuals. I I picture when I think of James Bond. Very well. Very well. John, what do you... Uh... I'm going to say uh, I, I, I agree with a lot of points that Clay made. Uh, I feel that this is a, a good story. I like that James Bond falls in love. I'm sorry that he, ha he has sex with some other ladies in between. Uh, but I find their... Unprotected sex. To be... <laughs> I, wish, I sort of wish that when she was talking about having kids that they would cut back to Bond just... Rolling his eyes, going, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would have been funny. Fidgeting and sighing. Um, yeah, like it was in the book. <laughs> but, uh, I like his. Uh, I feel that Lazenby and Rig have a good chemistry, despite the fact that maybe off-screen they didn't. But uh, she, I think, she raises his performance. Uh, oh, for sure. That's uh, right. I, I agree. I, there's there's some wonky effect shots uh, that I wish they had cut out of the film. But uh, some of those, the, the, the actual skiing shots, like all that is just well done and beautiful. And you can tell that they were like a top Hollywood, or not Hollywood because they're out of England. But you know what I mean. It was a, a, the production value is there on screen, except in the process shots. Lazenby is fine. Uh, Telly Savalas is good. Uh, I think he's better than Donald Pleasance as Blofeld. I, find, I found him to be a little too shrill. And then uh, the guy that played him in Diamonds Are Forever, who I can't think of his name, but he was the guy in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the narrator guy. Like, anyone? Uh, anyway, that, he's too... Not the narrator, but not you know, Tim like... Curry. No, no, no. Like, the host guy that's, like, telling you the story. He's like, well, you know, he's reading, like, a book or something. I can't remember. I've only seen Rocky Horror Picture once, so... <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, 
I, uh, Charles Gray, that's his name. For Charles guys. Gray. Uh, I never would have guessed that. One. He plays. He plays. His Blofeld is like a little too flamboyant and gay. In fact, he's like in drag as Blofeld in one scene in Diamonds Are Forever, which kind of gives you an idea of how that movie is. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm like, this is good, serious Blofeld. He's like kind of a hard ass, uh, and uh, I'm going to give this an A minus. I'll give wow. Lazenby a B minus. Okay. Um, okay. I give Diana Rigg an A. Yeah. I will give Diana Rigg an, an A as well. Um, I give Savalas and, and Riggs both an A, but 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 seriously, they they maybe brought Lazenby's. Probably he deserves a B or a B minus, but they they brought him up a little bit. I think to a hey. plus. A rising tide lifts all boats, you know. So uh, where do you guys stand on the like? we can get anybody to play James Bond thing. Like, I mean, like, I don't, I don't agree, I don't on agree that. with that. Uh, you have to have gravitas. Particularly now. I don't think so. I think now, now, I <laughs> uh, think, I think that it, especially after once Craig's run is done, that they're going to be like, we got to get another like jacked guy, you know, the guy that's all muscles and stuff. Um, hopefully they go better looking than Craig. <laughs> that fugly bum. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I always think of. But like without the email, you're like that fugly bond, you know. Before yeah. everyone liked Daniel Craig, uh, right? Yeah, you know, we were sort of like, yeah, he's ugly, and uh, I don't know about <laughs> this, but but you know, no, he, he was he was good. He was very good. But uh, um, but uh, but I don't yeah, think I, that's I don't think true. You can't just throw a male model into no. the, I'm like and be like, we could just make him James Bond because he looks Although, good. I mean, I guess that's what they did with Connery was that they took a guy that wasn't really James Bond and turned him... Although the Bond in the movies and the Bond of the books are different. Like, the Bond in the books is kind of not a really super attractive guy. He's just sort of kind of like a... Like, I forget who who Fleming was basing him on, like, Noel Coward or something. And uh, I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah, just, uh, just uh, Google that and you can see what he looks like. And he doesn't look anything like Sean Connery or Pierce Brosnan or whatever. Well, you know? yeah, and they, they like, Made Sean Connery like into James Bond. So yeah, really. Like, so wear can... the suit all the time, including right. to bed stuff. So. so you start to look at yeah, Noel Coward is Big kind camp. of goofy looking. But like I don't know, you know, I mean, but at the same time, there was no James Bond before him. So, but I guess I don't know. There was obviously some tension there, and they just thought we could get anybody. But there are other like. I don't know who, how these other actors would have been. Well, Tommy like, Broccoli said something, I think at one point he's like, well, there are five different guys that played Tarzan, so, I mean, we can recast this film. So, the sure. Part, rather. Yeah. But I don't think they could just throw anybody You in can't it. just throw anyone. you got to get the right. Yeah. So. Got to be the right and I think if Lazenby had hung around, he would have been the right guy, you know? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think he would have been, been fine. He would have grown into fine. the role. His acting would have gotten better. I think yeah. he could have well, used another one like acting wise and and everything like it would just he could have grown into it a little bit just like you said sure sure i agree but he will forever be the but one is, done but, yeah uh, and my, my favorite quote from him is when he was introduced as this is george lazenby the redundant actor and i was like <laughs> yep there you go whatever it, george lazenby whatever to george be honest lazenby. i don't even i didn't know anything about this movie or George Lazenby or anything really until like the last couple of years. And like, I just never really 
thought of it, never thought to watch it. This is the first time I'd seen it, you know? So, like, maybe I saw it when I was a kid. I don't know. But, like, I just, I really, I was anticipating seeing this after watching Becoming Bond. And that probably enhanced my enjoyment of it a bit as after seeing like the story of how crazy it is that this guy from the chocolate commercial, chocolate bar commercial is going to be James Bond and just being like, wow, this is wild. Because to me, like that, the whole story about how things get made and stuff is kind of really interesting. So it kind of, you know, that that helps me enjoy something. So when I first saw this, I, I was just like, wow, I'm glad this I'm really glad this didn't disappoint me. Like, it, it really is a solid <laughs> James Bond movie, you know? Like, it's it's all there. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, it, I was just talking, I, I wrote a thing recently about, like, you know, the making of certain movies and, like, oh, you, I mean, you know, like, how Clerks got made, you know, like, how Kevin Smith made that movie on his own and whatever. It's, a, it's like, a good story, but, like, yeah, or... And like I think the story behind the movie is way better than the movie itself. I could watch Becoming Bond like many times before I decide like oh, I really feel like watching that on Imagine Secret Service again. So I don't know. That's just my that's my take on it. So I agree with you in a way, but you know, yeah. I'm glad that you did enjoy it. I'm glad everyone a lot of Bond fans think this is like the best one, other than Christopher Nolan. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it just didn't do it for me. And that's Hey, but you're that's not why alone. we have this podcast. Society you're, is the spice of life. You're you're alone on this on this uh, podcast, but you're certainly not alone because there's a lot of people that maybe yeah, there's lots of people that are just Connery guys or you know just just Craig. Maybe they're just film nerds like me. And to call um, yourself a la- like I really like this movie, but I'm not a Lazenby guy. Uh, you know, what I mean? it's like I it's never hard. said you were. But... Uh, no, I'm just saying it's hard to call yourself like something over. This is something that such a blip and a weird anomaly in this yeah. long history of this franchise. So weird. Well, I think the idea that it wasn't like you wouldn't call yourself a lazy me guy if you like this movie. I guess he's not really the reason. I don't think. I don't think people who love this movie aren't like because yeah. that lazy me really steals the show. <laughs> it, someone asked him. um if he had seen any of the Daniel Craig movies or any Bond, what what his favorite Bond movie was after this one, he's like, I, I already made the best one. I've never watched any of the other Bond movies after that. <laughs> Which I don't think is true because I think he was invited to the Die Another Day premiere, so he's at least seen one bad James Bond movie since then. But maybe uh, he, after that, he's like, forget, it. I'm never watching these again. It's like, oh, this is how bad they are. I ain't watching any more of them. And he's like, listen to my Die Another Day podcast. At the interview, they <laughs> yeah, Let's go into the future and listen to all those um, Roger Moore ones. Roger Moore, James right. Best. Roger Best. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. Um, listen to Russ. We went long, <laughs> just like just like the just like the movie went a little long. Yeah, we went long too. Check us out at Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts, wherever you, wherever you got your podcasts. And uh, your podcast. leave us a I review. Have no responsibility here whatsoever. <laughs> That's right, John. <laughs> Check us out. Um, Clay's Check got a Substack. Uh, I got RobinHoodComic.com. No, I got no responsibility here whatsoever. John, Damn, I yeah. should have used the joke there. Yeah. 
John doesn't have anything. I got don't nothing. don't check him out anyway. He's got a couple old not old. I shouldn't say old. I'm sorry. He's got some drum videos up. Go check him out on elder. YouTube. He's got a couple of elder you know, drums. I, I prefer if you check out all the comic books that I let him keep me employed. Well, you should do that too. Yeah, oh, check out, like Viz. get your subscription to your your Viz um your Shonen Jump. Uh, there you go. So it's only it's only like a dollar ninety five a month or something like that. And oh, you have access to all the Shonen Jump titles. Nice. Like everything for a dollar ninety five a month. Yeah, that's that's not, a good that's deal. Pay yeah, more for signing that. up right now. This is not a joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this. Nice. There you go. You got one. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Adios, Bye. There's no hurry, you see. We have all the time in the world.